Welcome to the ANA Podcast, Sports Talk with your hosts, Anthony Cortez, Alex Ashley, and Kevin Rowe. What's up and welcome back to the ANA Sports Show. This is part three, July 19th. I am your host. What? Nothing, keep going. Well, you already got this party started, man. Go for it. Go for what? You're doing a great job. Keep it up. <laughs> I'm Alex. He's Kevin. He's Anthony. Let's do this. What's up? Damn, I have fucked him up bad. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you again? I'm uh, Kevin. Oh, okay. Word. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. The NBA season has rolled back around, and um, well, not rolled back around, but you know what I mean. Well, uh, as of tonight, no games are going on, but Game Six is Do tomorrow. Because we? we don't even know who you are. Bro, shook it. <laughs> shook it. I'm in your mind, Kev. I'm in your mind, core. bro. <laughs> anyway, thoughts on the NBA season, gentlemen? We're about to wrap up. Game Six is tomorrow. Bucks have a chance to win it. Suns need to force a game seven, but as we get ready to wrap and as we record, by the time we record next week, we'll have an NBA champion. Um, but first season out of the bubble, uh, somewhat back to normalcy. Teams playing in teams playing in their or in their home arenas. We are still in COVID protocols, obviously. Uh, guys are getting tested daily, um, but haven't had much. Um, well, yeah, we have, but. General thoughts. I, I think it's gone well. Um, obviously, it's gone well. I mean, because we're, we've been able to play a whole season. Um, and as Alex alluded to a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago, whenever we did it, what do you consider successful or whatever? I don't know. Um, when we did all that, when we did that whole bit. But would, uh, if you're going to ask me if I would consider this season a success, then yes, because obviously you got to play it. And we're going to have an NBA champion at the end of it. Um, regardless of injuries, because injuries are just a part of the game. But um, first season out of the bubble, just as a whole, I think it went well. Um, of course, our Spurs didn't make it, but, I mean, what else is new? Um, I think the NBA, Adam Silver, has handled all of this very well, aside from COVID, and because you, you just can't control that. You, you can't control any of those things. You just have to work with what you, what you have. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, Kev, what do you think, man? I mean, it happened, <laughs> I guess. Like, okay, good. I'm glad you got the season over with. It was 10 games shorter. You had some COVID issues. You had some high-profile players breaking quarantine and some scandals with that. And it's just like... <sighs> whole lot of injuries that were more high profile because of the shortened off season. It's just, I don't know. It happened. It was another season. I'm glad they were able to get through it, but I don't know. I really don't have a huge reaction to this season. It's just good. It is we have another NBA season, I guess. It is what it is. Pretty much. It is what it is. I am glad that the finals are more diverse. 
I will say that too. I'm going to agree with that. I, I like the fresh, the, the new blood in there. Two teams that haven't, or sorry, the Bucks have won, but uh, two teams that haven't won in recent years. Um, there's, there's, there's fresh new meat in there, you know, so to speak, but uh, I will say that. Yeah. And people are, but, people. Yeah, are, I mean, the last championship between the two of these teams was with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar way before he was even a Laker. Yep. Chris Paul has a chance to – sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Kev, but Chris Paul has a chance to get a huge monkey off his impressive. back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the big monkey that everybody's been waiting for him to finally get off. Question is, if he becomes Look. a champion this year, what's Phoenix going to pay him to stay? Because his contract's up. I think he shall out as much – well – that's a good question, man. Do you go out and do you go all out to keep them or do you do you sell? That's a good question for the Suns. Because you have yeah. you have Devin Booker, you have DeAndre Ayton. Um, so selling it's more of moving on from him, maybe drafting a point guard in the draft. Yeah. That's a good question. I might keep him because I don't I, I don't know. I, if he does walk, where do you think he goes? L.A. <laughs> you think L.A.? I think L.A. Which well, one? As a, it's a, I think Lakers. I think Lakers are a top landing spot. See, I was thinking Philly. Hot take, but I just – I don't see why anybody would want to go to the Clippers. That's just me. Like, I get it. You get to play professional basketball and you get you get paid for it. But it's that it's that little brother syndrome that you know Alex always likes to talk about, and I when I sometimes don't like to agree with it, but I hate to agree with it in this case. Like it's just for me, the Clippers always find a way to somewhat be competitive. But at the end of the day, you know, like I don't know. Yeah, I think he goes to Philly. Really. No, they're gonna go get Dame Lillard. Philly's gonna go get Damian Lillard. They're gonna I think so. Him. Who are you gonna trade to get Dame? They're gonna give them Ben Simmons and somebody else, and they're absolutely gonna take it. You better give them like two more first round picks after that. They could. They have the picks for it. That's actually not a bad call because if you where does Dame Lillard go? That's gonna be your first that you have to answer as far as free agency goes, because he's the hot item ticket. Agreed. The biggest issue with him is he is under contract, while Chris Paul is not. Yeah. I, I don't know if Dame Lillard wants to go there, if that's where they can work out a trade to go there. I don't know. He's going to go a competitor. I agree. He would definitely be a competitor if they had him. Indeed. Uh, a couple of other guys. But anyway, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking as far as like a need and where Chris Paul would go if – Obviously, Dame Lillard's going to be the prize that everybody's going for first. But after he lands somewhere, if he hasn't landed with Philly, I think Chris Paul's the next logical option to go to Philly. Yeah. I don't know. Or you can look at somebody like the Atlanta Hawks. You can look at somebody like the Knicks, who have a lot of money. Um, 
and CP3 would bring in a lot of like publicity. So the Knicks do need a point guard, a true point guard. You put him with a bunch of young guys, which is what we're seeing them do with the Suns now. So you're seeing them elevate two and three, four-year guys. That's exactly what Julius Randle is. It's exactly what Obi Toppin is. That's exactly what a couple of these other uh, really solid Knicks players are. Oregon, Hawks, both of those teams have money. Yeah, I mean, they can definitely shell that out. Boston Celtics also. Kimba Walker is just not cutting it. You could trade Kimba away, get another piece, and pick up Chris Paul. And it's no longer in the weird Brad Stevens kind of situation, so there's a little bit less hands-off. You know I mean? um, Do you they think have- Chris Paul wants to go to New York, though? I think Chris Paul wants to go anywhere where they can win. And you and think the remember, can he win? also went to Phoenix, and they had good pieces, but weren't in contention to win. And then he made them contenders. So it's one of those things where if they have the right pieces, the right setup, I think he'll go there. And I think both of those teams are places that they would go, especially the Knicks. More that I think about it, because they are very similar to what Isn't Randall are. a point guard though. Julius. Randall? Julius. No. No. He's a center. Forward or something like that. No, he's not a center. Uh, he's Eric not a, he's, a point guard. Emmanuel quickly is the backup point guard. Julius Randle is their power forward. Okay. Yeah, yeah Eric Rose is your starting point guard. Think about that. Okay. Uh, they made the playoffs. They're super gritty. You know, Derek Rose was a Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was actually pretty good too. It wasn't like. That he was contributing too. Yeah, I mean, I thought quickly was going to really kind of take over that role when he got there, but very quickly he did not. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think this season was really interesting, and some of the same reasons that you guys mentioned. We got a lot of um, kind of new blood. Atlanta making a deep run. We saw the Knicks making it to the playoffs, which is really cool. Miami was there, but. Again, they're this kind of new look, and I think people like Miami more after LeBron left um, a little bit. But one thing that I really liked about this season was the playoff, their play-in tournament right at the very end there. So for the East, it was Boston, Washington, Pacers, and Hornets. Uh, In the West, it was the Lakers, the Grizzlies, the Warriors, and the Spurs. And I thought that was really cool to kind of see that, give these little guys the chance still. And I mean – even though we did still kind of see some of the more established teams actually make it in. It was interesting, but I mean, it really didn't make a difference in the end because all four of those teams were, or the two teams, no, the four teams that made it all, all got knocked out anyway in the first round. And I would agree. And likely that's going to happen, but it still gives a more viewers, more rating and more meaning to more games in the NBA, which is what we all want in the first place. Yeah. One of the biggest issues that we have with, the NBA, same with, like, uh, baseball, is that the regular season games are seemingly so meaningless that we tune out. You know what I mean? Um, the biggest problem I had with the play-in tournament was that you're getting four more teams into the postseason, in a way, you know? Sure. I looked at the NBA as already overly saturated as, as it was. You're having 16 teams make it to the playoffs originally 
out of the 30. So you have greater than a 50% chance to make the playoffs if you are in the NBA. I mean, is that really the playoffs? <laughs> you know, let's be better than half of the league or less than half of the league and then we're an elite company. Okay. I think it's oversaturated unless you add two more teams. And then at least it's exactly 50% of my <laughs> But then you had four more teams, and you're having 20 teams make the postseason in one fashion or another out of the 30. So you got two out of the 67% chance to make the playoffs. Uh, I don't, I, it's just overly saturated. Yeah, and there's still 10 teams that didn't make it. You have a 60% shot, and you still have a chance to not make it. Yeah, there's always a chance to not and make it. And technically, they didn't make it into the playoffs. They made it into a play-in tournament into the playoffs. Yeah, man. Like it wasn't the playoffs. They weren't in the playoffs. They had a chance to go to it. It's basically it's basically their version of the wild card, which I which 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 I am a fan. I don't think they technically made it a playoff. That's a play-in. But it's like a wild card game, which is a playoff spot. See, we consider that because that's what baseball calls it, but really, it's not the playoffs. It's a play-in to get into the playoff bracket. I mean, it's an extension of. And there, that's, that's how I look at it, and I, I'm, I'm a fan of it because it adds that extra excitement. Excitement. Granted, yeah, yes, the tradition, the traditionist, and all of us, you know, likes to just see okay, eight teams at the end of it, and let's go play the playoffs. But I don't mind this move because it just adds that extra excitement, and it's, it's, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's entertainment. It's more games to watch, you know. And it's That's more the money in the guy's pocket. If they can change contracts now, if you make it to this point or whatever the case is, like that's a chance for guys to make money too. You know what I mean? And good for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it also helps too, kind of avoid the whole well, if they weren't injured thing. Because let's say a guy was injured for the first half, but they battled back the next half. Well, they didn't get to that eight spot, but they made it to the nine ten, which is saying something because they were 15 games out. And battled back, whatever the case is, you know what I mean? And you get some of these young guys, and you get some of the exposure of these young guys, which I think is really cool, too, you know what I mean? Uh, so, and then again, some of the teams that we thought pretty much were going to win did win, after all, you know what I mean? Um, but I thought that was really interesting, at least. I am not as much of a fan as of the finals as... You guys might be, and by the way, so is the rest of America, based off of viewership. Uh, but yeah, again, it's it's hard to beat the whole. Well, the most polarizing people are going to get the most views because that's just what it is. People watch those games. You know what I mean, uh, but on average, they're down anywhere from like four to six million viewers. Outside of the 2020 bubble one, which nobody liked, you know what I mean? We're up from that by like 30%, but we're down from the rest of it by like 45%, you know what I mean? Because uh, I don't know, it's just, I don't know. I don't think people care about it as much as we think they should, at least, you know what I mean? Because I mean, really, the, the two big names in this are CP3. I guess three names: CP3, Devin Booker, and Giannis. You can add in Drew Holiday. Uh, Drew Holiday and um, no, the guy who Chris played Middleton. Him, no, 
the guy nobody believed was a good enough number two. And then the other guy who spent his entire career up until this season in New Orleans and nobody knew about him do not count. <laughs> Are you saying Jonas is the number one? No, I don't think he should be. I don't know. He's played like a number one in this series. Sure. Being a little light, as he should. He's the second year player at best. I fucking hope he is. <laughs> That's what AD should have been doing this entire time. That's what Jokic should have been doing. He's smacking him around. And good. Good for him. That's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to get into the paint and score. And he has been doing that very effectively. I think the bigger issue is that CP3, since he's come back from his quarantine, has been god-awful. He's now fighting for a legacy, and he's got to win two games and two games. <laughs> two games and through what? Two out of the next three games? No, you got to win two games. Two. Oh, yeah, two out of the last two. Yeah, you're right. He's three. Yeah. Or, yeah, so he's got to win the next two games to really concrete his legacy. Because at this point now, he's just the greatest player to lose in an NBA final. The only time he went there. He was the greatest player ever to make it to one, arguably. Now, he made it to one and fucking lost after going up 2-0. Yeah, I mean, like, he's fighting for something, and he's not doing a good job of it at all. Devin Booker's doing a great job. But that's about it. And even then, he had like 11 points two games ago. Hey, Kev, when does uh, I know we're I know we're on on NBA, but I'm gonna make a full tilt here. When does training camp start? NFL. They already have their OTAs. Mm-hmm. It's like in a month. Yeah, it's not that far away. I actually. I think some of it's already starting. I think they already recorded like the first episode for Hard Knocks. Did they really? Uh, key info dates. Twenty-nine clubs reporting on July twenty-seventh. Cowboys and Steelers are able to start reporting on the twenty-first. So uh, Thursday. Oh, so is when- it because they were in the Hall of Fame game? Yes. Right. So Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday, yeah. Tampa Bay will be jumping on on the 24th. So this week, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Wow. Yeah. All right. So like Wednesday for the Cowboys and the Steelers. Was that Saturday for Tampa Bay? And then next Tuesday for the rest of the league. And where is uh, where is Dallas doing camp? Are they doing it in in uh, in, uh, in Dallas? Are they doing it at the star? No, it'll be in Oxford. Oxford, okay. Oxnard, sorry. Oxnard. Six year. Hey, yo, Robocop. Yeah. So yeah, it's. It's right here. It's right around the corner. So better is that better? Yes. Here we go. When's the last time they had camp in San Antonio? I feel like that was. It's got to be. It's been like five years at least. I think longer, dude. I feel like it's been longer. Hasn't been since I've been here. 
I've been here about five years. I feel like it's been since I was in high school. And I graduated in 08. Old man. I know. You don't got to tell me. <laughs> when did you graduate, Kevin? Oh, six. Graduated last year, right, Alex? Uh, no, I'm planning on doing it this year, though. Okay. Bravo, man. Thank you. I got held back a year. Yeah. I, I talk too much in class, so. It helped. It happens, man. Yeah. The, important, the important thing is that you learned from it. <laughs> well, if I got held back, I probably didn't learn too much. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay, here's one for you. 2011 is the last time that they were in San Antonio. That sounds about right. What you got, Alex? Go for it. Would you rather... Okay, which young star would you rather build your team around? Because I saw this the other day. Uh, would you rather build it around... Uh, uh, John Morant... Zion Williams, Luka Doncic, or Trey Young, or Jason Tatum? Ooh. That's a good Jason list. Tatum. So, Jason Tatum, uh, Luka Doncic, Trey Young, John Morant, uh, let's go to Zion. I like Luca. Big man can score. He can also shoot from the outside. He can play some defense. Uh, but the thing that gets me with him now more than the others is he's already stepped up to be that leader in the locker room more than any of the others. Yes, I know Trey Young's kind of starting to jump into that role as the leader of the, of the Hawks. Um, I just don't see it in the others. I think Luka Doncic would be the guy I lean on to leave my franchise right now. I'm between Ja, uh, Trey, and Luka. Yeah, I, no, I was just going to say, like, I, I probably 90% of people out there are going to say, y'all are crazy. Why aren't you going with Zion? I'm just not a believer in Zion yet. I'm just not. But go uh, ahead, Alex. No, I'm going to go with uh, Luca. also. He doesn't play defense well, but what he does on the offensive side of the ball is immaculate. And if he can take that step in the learning to play with the guys around him like he does with his national team, they will be an unstoppable, unbelievable team. Because the thing about it is they've been playing together so long, they know how to operate. The Slovenian team, like, they know how to play together because they're all they've ever had. You know what I mean? Most of the Slovenian players play in those leagues in Slovenia. He's, like, one of the big ones to ever leave, right? Him and uh, Orban? Somebody, I can't remember who. But um, So they all know each other. They grew up with each other. They all played together, like, their entire careers. 
So they have a different understanding of how to operate than Luca does with kind of just rotating. Marjanovic? Is that who it is? I think so. Marjanovic? That sounds right. So, some, something like that. But, uh, uh, yeah, if he can, if he can keep it, if, if the Mavs can keep a team together for a couple of years around Luca, that team will be unbelievable. You know what I mean? Because he plays very different. It's not as, you know, it's, it's, it's not as, like, it, it doesn't flow as well as some of these other teams. It's not like the beautiful game, which we saw in San Antonio a few years back. It's not the super pass heavy. It's get the ball to him, let him score, move around everywhere else. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's different. But I think if they can get a team together, that's it. You know what I mean? Now, the other one for me would have been uh, job. Because I think that his defense and his ability to control the game is like critical in the NBA, especially in a point guard and especially at his age. Trey is great, but he's a shooter shooter. And as much as you need those, you can still find those in some other places. You know what I mean? Uh, but Jaw's ability to control the game and play defense are huge for me. So I was Jaw and Luca, but I, I, I think I gotta give it to Luca. I lean Luca too, and as much as it really doesn't matter, the city loves him too. When you when you can find a guy that the city can attach to, I think that's. I mean, some will say it's not doesn't really matter, but uh, yeah, I mean, what he's, I can I can agree with Alex. If you can, they're already competitive, and if you can put pieces around him, you got a chance to be dangerous. And keep them around too. That's the kicker. Yeah. Is keep those pieces around him. Yeah. Let them learn to play together. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the difference between the national teams from other countries and the U.S. national team. Our guys play against each other for the most part. And then they meet up for the Olympics versus these other teams that play for and with one another and then meet up. You know what I mean? And I, that's why I think that we're seeing a shift in. And who's winning? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I got one more for you guys. Um, just to kind of switch gears, and we'll uh, just real quick because I know we're kind of up against it. With the Olympics coming up, and we're talking about the national teams, U.S. is going to have plenty of athletes on the podium. Given the events of the the last year, year and a half. How much do you think we're going to see a lot of these athletes protesting on the podium versus what we've seen in the past? Do you mean like if we win, like if if the national teams win, like and they medal, even individuals too? You mean like get on that podium? Are they going to? How are they going to do it? Are they going to be kneeling on the podium? Are they going to step down from the podium? Because if you win gold and they and they uh, are playing the national anthem with the flag, what are we going to see from these athletes? Because it's a whole different ball game than from some of these sports that we're seeing that they protesting, like for NFL, NBA, things like that. This is you're representing your country now. Are we going to see a lot of protests? You think? Given the fact that they are wearing the U.S. flag basically on their on their uniforms, 
we may see some. I don't know about a lot. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Uh. It depends, man, because I I feel like the protest kind of, and granted, I mean, they have the right to do it, but the, the protests come at times when, you know, events happen. And granted, I mean, these athletes have the, have the right to do it whenever they want. So I can see protests happening how it'll get handled and how it'll get viewed. That's <laughs> a, you know, but I don't think we'll see a lot. No, to answer your question, might well, see some about these athletes. This is really their first chance to do it because these sports aren't as high profile as like sure. the NBA, which we see every season. These are the Olympic, uh, the Olympia, the Olympics where these Olympians we don't see once but every four years, and we haven't seen them in the last five, really, unless you are a diehard that is download off these things off the Internet, or like I'm actually watching the U.S. trials right now on on NBCSN, but I'm only kind of like half watching it. I don't know how many people are actually watching these because it's not the actual Olympics yet. So the Olympics will be the first time that a lot of these athletes are going to be in, in the national eye. So I'm wondering if they're actually been planning on doing this for a while, or if the fact that they're actually there to represent the country that they decide not to. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. It will be. I don't, I don't know. I, it's not gonna be. Uh, don't get me wrong. It's not gonna be my main focus, but I will be. I will notice it if nothing else. Yeah, I'd be curious to see how much it happens. Because you already know what the backlash is gonna be like. It's gonna be unbelievable, and there's gonna be so many people who just flip. Well, I mean, it's, like, yeah, I mean the the reactions will go both ways. Right. And I was gonna say, and then conversely, there'll be a lot of people who are like nice on a world stage, much less a national stage. You know what I mean. Um, so I don't know, maybe very well, maybe. I'd be curious to see the tape from uh, to find out what other countries think about it because this would be the first time that the other countries would kind of see. You don't think they've heard about all the stuff? I'm sure they've heard of it, but I don't think they've necessarily like seen it. Sure, like physically looked at right. Like I'm sure they've read about it, maybe seen highlights about it, read storylines about it. But now, if they're actually watching these events and they see the the war ceremony, how they'd react to actually seeing American athletes. I mean, if somebody feels that strongly about the situation, I don't see how you don't take advantage of a world stage. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Like, if you feel like you need to send a message, how do you not? See, that's kind of where I'm at, though, is, like, I know a lot of these athletes would probably be thinking that way, one, but then at the same point, you're there to represent the country. You do this once every four years, and if you win a gold, is that how you want to be remembered for it? Maybe, as the guy who brought light to the fact that there are issues that need to be faced. Maybe, but... You know what I mean? Yeah, it's interesting to yeah, it's an interesting conversation we might have to revisit during the Olympics. That'd be cool. Yeah. Be down for that. yeah. 
So while we're on the subject, how do you th- how do you guys think the national team finishes? The Americans, that is. I think they'll still win gold. I think it'll be a battle, but everybody's dogging on what the national team has done so far for basketball. But in, at the end of the day, we have the most talent in the world. Now, whether or not we can play as a team and actually win all the games that we need to win, it remains to be seen. I don't think they're going to run away with it like they did back when the dream team first started because you're getting a lot of NBA stars that are are playing with other countries now. So the competition's a little bit more fierce. I don't think the gold is a given. I I don't think it's a given either, but you, you can look at it this way. It's kind of that comparison between NFL teams versus college teams. Well, those college teams have some NFL players, but the NFL team has all NFL teams. Players. That's kind of the way it is with Olympic basketball. The U.S. team is all NBA players. These other countries, there's some NBA players. The NBA's the NBA uh, the NBA game is a lot different than the international game, though, man. It is, and it'll be interesting to see if the Americans can make the adjustment because of that. Because it is a very different game. That's where my thoughts lie. I'm like, it's so different. We have to adjust. And if we don't, then we'll find ourselves fighting for, like, bronze or silver. It yeah. is. But at the end of the day, it's you get the ball in the hoop. You know? <laughs> One way or another. At the end of the day, you don't have NBA refs. Do what? At the end of the day, you don't have NBA refs. Yeah. And you also got to do it more times than the other team does. Yeah. We'll see what we'll see what happens. I think it'll be no. I don't think it's a given. I just think they're gonna still win it. But that's kind of cool though. I'm finally glad that there's like more parity now. Right. I'm like cool because now it's a lot more interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Didn't Argentina just recently beat us for something? Didn't we just? Like, I wouldn't say recently, but it was a few years ago when Jim Mobley led them to the goal. Like what it was was it uh, Olympics or was it no that was yeah. Olympics that was yeah Olympics. That was... they knocked out uh, the U S and the U S ended up getting bronze it was either it was either oh five or it was either oh five or oh seven it was either oh five or oh seven because because Manu won it with us and then he oh, went it would have been an even year yeah it had to have been an even year okay whatever it, but yeah was it London no it was um. Was that Beijing? It wasn't Beijing. Was it even Olympics or was it like a FIBA or was it a, you know what I mean? Uh, Let's see. When did they win gold? 2004. 2004. Okay. Who's won gold the rest of the time? Like, is it US every time? At least since the dream team, probably. Since they started putting the NBA but players. Since 04? Let's see. 
Metropolitan Summer Olympics. First Olympic basketball tournament. I feel like it's just the U.S. all the time, but I have zero idea. I feel like Spain might have won it one of those years, or the or France. First organized in 1936. American proved dominance back then, too. Winning the first seven Olympic tournaments through 1968. <laughs> For the 1992 Olympics was the first time that they allowed professional athletes. Because before that, it was all amateur, so a lot of college teams. Right. So let's see. The U.S. Come on, give me a total. I don't want year by year. Oh, I want year by year. Go to the month. We'll go back up. Gold, United States, United States, United States, United States, United States. Uh, Soviet Union won in 1972, then we won 76. Yugoslavia in 80. Okay, so 16, 12, and 8 have all been us versus Spain, Spain, and Serbia. The last time we lost was against Argentina, Argentina in 2004, and before that was in 88 for the Soviet Union. So ever since we've had. The pros in, we've only lost one gold medal. Gotcha. We've won it every time since, other than that. But Serbia was the last one, and isn't that where old boy plays? Luka? Serbia? Oh, no, Slovenia. Or what, what is he supposed It's one of those two. Something that starts with us. Some Eastern Balkan country that starts with us. So what were you saying about them? Oh, they won the the... They got silver there. Silver, yeah. Silver, last Olympics in Rio. Right. Slovenian. He's Slovenian. He's Slovenia? Yeah. So not Serbia. Okay. Not Serbia. All right. So, out of all the times that basketball has been the Olympics, the United States has not won gold one, two, three, four times. Wow. Four, t- four times in the last... 80 or 75 years. Wow. That's a lot of dominance. Should have done better. <laughs> room for improvement. There's, there's always room for improvement, guys. All righty. Let's get out of here for part three. Continue to be good to yourself and be good to each other out there. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. We do have an email address if anybody wants to contribute to the show. It'll be in the link below. Or the description where you're listening to this. Thank you for, thank you for listening. By the way, but ah, we're tired. I'm tired. With that, we'll say later. Peace. See ya.